0: everybody. And welcome back to episode five of the Making Madden podcast. I'm Tom Lischke, franchise producer, and with me as always is Andre Weingarten, franchise designer. Today, we're going to talk with senior game design
1: director Ryan Santos and producer T West about what is new for face of the franchise, the
0: introduction of player classes, and what are the changes for the yard. So let's get into it. Ryan and T, welcome, and thanks for joining us. First, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves?
2: For sure. Thanks for having us, Andre. Tom, happy to be here. Looking forward to sharing uh, a little bit about how we we went about making face of the franchise in the yard and classes. My name is Ryan Santos. I'm a senior game design director on Madden. This is my first year on Madden, but I'm not new to games. I've been in the industry since 1997. Did everything from QA to art to art direction and game design and now design direction. Mostly worked in sports, basketball, FIFA Street Series, and moving to Florida from the EA Canada studio. uh, Now working on Madden. So look forward to shipping Madden 22.
3: I'm T. West. I'm a producer, uh, fan of football, sort of like Ryan. I've been a part of football my entire career, whether or not it was on Madden or college and other basketball titles. Uh, it's funny kind of being in the background <laughs> a little bit. So uh, it's some fun Easter eggs that you might have seen me as a referee or one of the players. <laughs> so a lot of exciting moments over my career, but I'm more passionate about what we're going to deliver this year for the fans. They might not know your name yet, but they've seen your face. Probably yeah, once a long time they drafted Madden, me right? a couple times. They drafted me. I, I led a couple teams to the Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> I got you. Have you taken yourself to the Super Bowl yet? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so I way back in the day came out of QA. Ryan, you came out of QA. I didn't know yeah. that. T, you you came out of QA too, right?
3: Like that was a yeah. you got to start there. It seems like that's a universal path, right? If you, if you want to learn anything about the game, it's going through QA. You definitely learn an awful
0: lot about everything in a hurry yeah. doing that job, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got a Andre good story.
2: Did- Actually, for when I first started in QA, the first game I ever tested was when EA was porting World of Warcraft for Blizzard back then. So we shipped the title. We did that? We did that. I had no idea. We, we ported World of Warcraft and Diablo on PlayStation one or two, it's 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 fuzzy now, but those were one of the first games I tested. Both those games as a game tester, and obviously it was NBA Live Sega Saturn. So Live ninety eight Sega Saturn was my first sports title. Wow, wow. Uh, tested Need for Speed series, kind of everything, all over the place. But uh, but yeah, it's it a different time. I mean, seeing the console. Generations after generation, uh, yeah, move yeah. forward. It's been it's been a fun
1: ride.
0: Yeah, Andre, you're not you're not one of us, huh? You you never did your QA time, did you? No, no. I I, I mean, I,
1: I technically did when I was a game changer. I remember going to a community <laughs> event instead of play testing the game. I was literally bug finding for three days. So, so that's,
0: that's what game changers think they do. Okay, I get no, it. Okay. it. makes <laughs> makes more sense now to me. <laughs> Cool, cool. So let's get into it a little bit. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit, you you guys are kind of a new design leadership team on Face of the Franchise this year, right? Kind of took it yeah. over from the crew that moved on to other things. What really got you excited or inspires you about getting to take over Face of the Franchise? We know it's a mode that's played by an awful lot of the gamers throughout Madden between that and you know it's its cousin player mode in inside regular franchise. Which are more related than people think. By the way, there's an awful lot of people that really love that player experience. Yeah, for sure. I, I
2: think for me, coming off of um, you know working on some other sports games prior to this, it was really exciting just to see you know be able to work on an experience that, like you said, so many of our players actually play, and the opportunity to build off of what the team has done prior was pretty exciting. I mean, they they you know launched um, Longshot. One two QB one. So there's a really great foundation there, but still a lot of opportunity. I think to innovate and and provide more player choice and agency through our design philosophy, and really trying to transform this experience to really give control into the players' hands. And we'll get into some of that stuff a little bit later.
0: See, what do you think when when you think of face the franchise? What what gets you excited about getting to work on it?
3: I think it's the stories, right? Uh the stories behind the stories. We see it all before and that's that's how we build our fandom um and it carries us throughout the course of the season. It's not just about what you do on the field, but what you do like off the field and how do we weave that to tell like a broader like narrative about your place? within the NFL and your place within sports in general, we see a lot of major athletes carrying on those relationships on and off the field. And so it was like really exciting to get, get down and start building some of those components. Yeah. There's some fun stuff. I've got to play it a little bit more even this year
0: than I have in past years and some fun interactions and choices (laughs) that happen right up front in it. Right. So it'll be exciting.
2: And I think one of the things too, that excited me is that, you know, I, I love a new challenge when it comes to design and creative. And I'm not the biggest football expert, but you know, I grew up watching the Bears when I was a kid. I love you know the fridge and Walter,
0: Walter Payton. That, that's all right tremendously that was, unfortunate. As was, a package.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, they they won they won one right. So you know, back in the '80s, so that kind of yeah. dates. Me. Yep, yep. But it was really cool to come back to NFL football and just really dive deep into. Consuming all that, the content, whether it's a docu-series or watching highlights or kind of reading Mm -hmm. up on stuff and just like T said, getting to know these various stories, right? And sports are are so great because it's just full of inspiration and, and real life stories that we can pull from. To inspire a design and, and and try to recreate those experiences for our players, but in a in a different way. So I think that was also an exciting thing for me working on this project and, and being able to work on the career experience.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the challenges actually at times because it's a helmets on sport. So how do we help connect gamers with those stories? Give the players and their created player personality. It's a bit more challenging just because they're they're undercover a lot of the time. So. Uh, How do we go at that challenge and make design decisions that that brings that forward is an interesting design challenge.
1: Absolutely. And so kind of transitioning from what we did last year, where you were a a player, a quarterback, you know, you were the second string quarterback and you and you worked your way up. What what has changed in the pre-draft experience, the road to the draft this year? And, And what was your, I guess, creative vision behind it?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, we we started off really trying to look at, we play a lot of these various other games like RPGs and adventure games and other career modes. And it really is about giving players the control to define their character, whether it's through player creation, through how they get to the league. We wanted to also take a new spin on the story in a way by, you know, really positioning you as a potential, uh, you know, high draft pick and really try to get you to the league faster. So I, th- I think we wanted to expose sort of the, what these players, these high profile players go through, because we feel like that story hasn't been told uh, in the previous uh, career experiences on Madden. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was a, a big part of the inspiration that I was really looking at how some of these athletes like a Chase Young or others come into the league and, and the types of pressures and experiences they have before they, they get drafted and eventually go on into the league.
3: Yeah, I I just want to piggyback on that, all right? Like, it's it's so exciting to be a top draft pick. Um, And we know a lot of players, they are acclaimed before they ever step foot in a league. And a lot of what they do in the offseason is their preparation for the league and and what's that focus and giving you new ways to get there. When we think about, like, Trevor Lawrence as, like, one of our avatars or Joe Burrow, like, what were their experiences getting to the league? It's vastly different than if you was a undrafted player in that process so um, putting you in those cleats and trying to propel your career forward is one of the things but together as a group we also wanted to Put it out there that the league is your antagonist, right? Or you have a lot of things that's going to impact your career once you make it to the league that we're really excited about, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later. Yeah. So you just constantly have those
0: hurdles that, like, at surviving as a player and thriving as a first round player for in this case that you have to overcome yeah, it makes sense.
2: Yeah. There, there was a lot of thought too into to, again going back to the the idea that the league is your antagonist and. How do you live up to the expectation of this high profile prospect Mm -hmm. coming to the league? We wanted to think about you don't do it alone and there's a a team around you. And this year, you know, facing the franchise United We Rise, uh, really that theme United We Rise was was looking at this sport as, as such a team sport and also the personnel needed to get you to the top and so we built you know a cast of characters around you uh, we and and even just from how we work and there was sort of an, a different approach too and what i what i really wanted to do was use that also as a kind of a, th- a theme for our team and try to build you know we were all all new coming in a few of us coming into this team to work on this this experience. And so really wanted to use that to also unify us as a development team and use it as a as kind of our mantra working through this year. Uh, obviously it was a challenging year, shipping the second game through the pandemic and lockdown from home. But you know, that was that was also sort of a double double meaning for us is, is one, it was kind of the razor and theme for the, the experience, but also in how we wanted to work as a team, how we wanted to build our team as we created this mode.
0: Yeah, it's been an interesting couple of years of game development, right? Like the establishing and then maintaining those ties of camaraderie with the team, you know, building a video, building any game, building a video game. It's always better when it when it feels like you're on a team building codes. That's actually one of the interesting things to me about working on a sports game is that camaraderie that when I was playing sports in high school and stuff like that, it was one of the best things when it's right on a game team. I think you, you can kind of feel that. So establishing that and then building on it is really an important thing.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I would say from the past you know year and a half, the biggest challenge has been you could just walk over to someone's desk. Yep. And get a, a resolution solved within minutes. And, you know, now it's like, okay, well, people are in calls, if they don't answer, how do you handle that? You know, it's slack, you miss tone, like there's a lot of challenges and I can imagine, especially for something that's so visual, like face the franchise with all of the, the modulars and everything that go into it. Yeah, most
2: definitely. I think, you know, for for me as a creative, what I always love to do is have those in-person jam sessions and impromptu, you know, hallway conversations where you just, an idea comes to your head. Doing that from home has been more challenging and, you know, just the logistics of it, uh, having to film and do mocap and, you know, remotely and direct it remotely with with the team definitely was a challenge and it really put, you know, a lot of pressure for us to get our plan in place and, and try to get stuff locked in early. Because we were shooting in two different locations, you know, two different countries, we had a lot of yeah. our staff kind of spread across the country uh, on different time zones. So it's, it's been a, a really interesting development cycle.
0: Just the, the amount of work the narrative team, and T, you probably have war stories here from this past year, the, the amount of work the narrative team had to go through to maintain our shoot schedule and find new vendors that could work in the pandemic. I don't want to dwell too much on all that, but uh, I'm sure there's some interesting stories that will be told when all is said and done about this, about finding new ways to build the game and build out that narrative.
1: Absolutely. It's been, it's been a wild year. Transitioning back though, to, to some of the changes and the improvements to face the franchise. I know that we have a new position this year, adding linebacker. T, can you give me a little bit of background into what prompted the choice of linebacker specifically as the new addition to your character?
3: It's fun. Number one, <laughs> uh, number two, you know, the linebacker is, is the captain of the defenses, most mm-hmm. defense, you know. Um, so we wanted to give the users a, a new way to play. That's also exciting to put them in an action where they can shift the line, control the defense and, and really navigate that that game day space and keep the momentum going. And when we try to identify like other positions. Sometimes you're so far out of the play that you can't become that playmaker. So putting you in the middle, being a linebacker, you know, you could get the sack, you could get the hit if your skills right, you can lurk, you can get the pick. So bringing that in, but I also thought it was great because not only did we introduce those positions, we thought about ways to create unique stories in the season wrapped around the positions that you're going to play. And giving the user that choice up front from the start for us, it just helped reshape the mold in general.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll add to that. The one big difference to T's point there is you get to choose that from the very beginning when you create your player class. So, you know, player classes are new this year to uh, face of the franchise and the yard. It's a unified avatar that you can bring across both. But, you know, instead of starting as a QB and then opening up the positions like it was last year, this year you get to choose from QB, wide receiver, halfback, or the new linebacker position, which was added this year. So it really does provide for that initial choice as a player you know, what position do I want to be? You know, if I get drafted, what what teams are looking for this position? Is it going to be harder for me to move up based on the position I choose? Like these all have an impact on your progress through the road to the draft on your way to the league. And, and to like what he said, it also does impact sort of the different stories that can come about through the different challenges you'll experience throughout the season. So uh, the class system does, I think, ground it really in this this idea of progression, right? We all want want to play for something. We want to create a character and build them up in how we want and how we want them to play. And so that was integral for us to to create this experience was in parallel, build basically a brand new sort of RPG class system, you know, for your avatar.
0: For the for the class system, what are the like the big moments for the gamer? Like you get to see this and like, okay, yeah, I've got I've unlocked the power of this class or this is what makes this class special? Like, what are some that stand out for you guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the big ones obviously are our abilities and X factors. You know, those are coming back and, and we're leveraging them within the class system. So based on which one you choose, you'll have access to, to various abilities. And then each class also has their own set of unique skills. So when you earn a skill point as you level up, you'll be able to spend that in whatever skill buckets you choose. So you have that choice, say, as, as a linebacker to spend in a different skill out the gate and maybe save some for later if you don't feel like you need those skills sort of in the early game. But as you start to power up your class, you might start to make different decisions and where you want to spend those skill points to help your game out. Again, depending on sort of how you play the game and how it you know helps
3: you as a player. Also add on to that is the mode is going to have unique boost for your position that can be a season boost. It can be a weekly boost that's tied to the position you select. So it gives you that choice of of your playing style. If you want to be a speedy linebacker, then maybe you want to invest in lateral movements, quickness drills that's possible for you. If you want to improve your coverage, you want to lurk a little bit better. You want to do a three quarters. You want to be able to drop into the zone then you can also do that as well. Or if you want to be a heavy hitter. So we, we kind of built out our activities around some of these moments that can really be impactful to you when you're like on the field and give you that power curve as a player. So if I want to, if I want to just run around and hit
0: stick people as a linebacker, there's things I can choose that make it easier make the hit stick result more
3: powerful, stuff like that. Or what do what you got for me on that one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the boosts are there. It depends, right? It's also going to depend on what team you land with and the activities you choose. Like, uh, one of our main goals as a through line is we're providing the user with an entire season. So you're not going to get drafted in SIM until week eight. Every week is going to matter and give you the opportunity to craft your player the way that you want. Gotcha
1: and those side activities they also tie into relationships right with with other people in your team and or or that's that's an, an area that you can kind of broach yeah the, the
2: side activity system just to kind of give a, a quick overview there for those that may be unaware it's a whole new system we added within your your face of the franchise and really when we looked at your game planning throughout the week. We wanted to give you these choices through side activities to basically choose your boost, right? Here's a temporary boost to go into the next big match of the week. And so you can start to strategize, again, based on the position and class that you have, what boosts uh, help you, right? And the type of gameplay that you, you like mm-hmm. to play. And so those will be presented to you from various different characters within the experience. And so when we talk about your team, uh, a yeah. a trainer, uh, is one of them who can present you with some of these uh, different activities. And again, a lot of them were rooted in the research we did and what players experienced throughout the season. How do they t- take care of their bodies? How do they you know build up their their mental strength and you know or, or partake in brand events or community events to get a different type of boost? And so you know these are all sort of ways to strategize week to week to give you something you know to enhance your gameplay experience in those big games.
0: I also saw there's a couple new venues floating around. A uh, new team comes in, they have things they want to share with gamers. What, what kind of inspired you guys about the new venues?
3: I think it's a certain place to realizing that a lot of these players still train together in the offseason, right? You see Derek Henry and Julio Jones training together in the offseason. Baker Mayfield has his own particular camp. Always so secret hideaway. What a couple years ago, Odell Beckham was in Germany. So we started looking at like those type of experiences to bring the light, but also try to inspire our users to realize like the game is bigger than the US, right? It's people love the sport of football and other countries and other venues. So we wanted to kind of like tie that in and also find like authentic ways that we can tell it. So we reached out to our ERGs to help us build our uniforms, which was like really exciting that they can be a part of the process. And then just overall, just trying to find a place that we never showcased before. So give you a nice wow moment if you make the decision to play there. When you say ERG, can you can you go over what that is for folks? Because it's an important part of the studio and just what we're trying to bring to the game. We believe in diversity and inclusion and our ERGs are our employee resource groups that allow members from various backgrounds to like have a voice and a drive, like the authenticity of not only our game, but our game to, design and development process. So it's like very important that we're continuously like reaching out to them throughout the course of the steps. So not only with our venues and our selection options, but they were like really critical with helping us build and develop our characters along the way to make sure that we're representing their culture in a way that is authentic and is coming from a genuine place. Yeah, that's a big step forward. I think,
0: for, from my perspective, for the studio that we're we're bringing that into the games and making sure that we talk about authenticity a lot in a lot of different ways, and it's important we get that stuff right. So I'm glad to see we're making a step there. It's good to hear.
2: Yeah, yeah. and I'll just add, like these ERGs, I think, especially during this time that we've been developing, have been, I think, really impactful for us as employees. Right, it's, it's been an, uh, an opportunity for us to really come together and, and rally around each other's cultures and causes and struggles and be a support system for each other, not just to bounce off ideas to, you know, make sure that we're honoring these creative choices in the right way, but also Mm -hmm. I think to just, again, just connect us, right, as we're working from home. And in just another story there around, um, you know, working with the ERGs, you may have seen it in the trailer, but, you know, we, we teased a little Hawaii venue. And so we reached out to the Asian Pacific Islander ERG, which I'm a part of. To really get their feedback on the venue, on the uniforms, like T said, we also consulted with pro players uh, in the NFL from a Polynesian background to get their feedback. Not just on Polynesian culture, but as a player in the league, what experiences felt authentic to them. In addition to you know looking at our Polynesian character and um, the venue, so you know there's a lot of thought, a lot of research. We really want to do this right. And nail those details for our players and i think going back to what i I mentioned earlier when i was starting this project i was doing a lot of research and i was just amazed as i was starting to learn about just how global and international the game really is when some could could say hey well it's just an american sport no actually like when you look at the league players come from everywhere and it is quite diverse when you look at the makeup of the league and so to me that was Again, part of the inspiration behind United Re-Rise and, and some of the themes and, and characters that we chose to include in the game this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are so many people from Oceania, whether it be from Australia, New Zealand, from the Pacific Islands. I mean, there's just there's a lot of diversity and you can just see it what, you know, when we build players every year, you know, we have we created a non-US background for their players because there were just it was just an influx and it really started a few years ago and that's just continued every step along the way so trying to honor them i i love the diversity initiative that you guys have been talking about i think uh, us as as a franchise team as a whole as well have also been leaning into that diversity initiative and and really prioritizing making an experience that any group can latch onto and feel is is kind of who they are that's been big for us as well so i'm i'm really glad to see how much research went into that
0: yeah it's i think we were we're on a journey but we've started to take some steps to better representing all of our gamers and better representing the realities of the league but that's a journey we got a plenty of work still to work. to do to keep going yep, yep. absolutely <laughs> so 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 you mentioned that it's
1: a unified character how does this all tie into the yard and and what is what has changed there to to encompass that
2: yeah um, when I say unified character really it, it's the progression piece of it so you know as you're leveling up your character rep is the is the currency that you earn through gameplay that allows you to earn skill points and unlock you know your abilities along the way for your class mm-hmm. uh, but you can earn that rep in playing the yard as well so you know let's say you love Face of the franchise. You play through a season, and you want to try something else. There's value still in that class that you've spent hours uh, playing with and creating these stories with, and upgrading. You could take that now to the yard and continue to level up that character, or try a new class. We even have you know yard specific classes for that type of gameplay that you could try there that you you know aren't aren't available in face of the franchise. So there's a lot of depth and replayability in the systems that we designed this year purposely, because we want these to you know expand year over year and continue to build depth into these systems for players who do like to play as an avatar or that player locked experience. But yeah, there's there's more to come there. We, we, we've got some work to do, but we wanted to really focus on the progression piece to be the unifying system first and foremost.
0: Yeah, one of the things we've been talking about on the podcast and in a a couple different episodes is respecting the gamer's time. And that's why I think it's a good example of, like, well, why is the yard connected to face the franchise? Well, you're playing as a player. We want to respect the time you spend building that player and let you take that as many places as makes sense as we can. There's more work to do there for sure. Um, But I think this is a, a good step to continue to tie those two together and you know maybe not for everybody but for a lot of gamers they'll want to play both of those things I, I just want to sit mm-hmm. on that character i made and take it as many places as i can and get cool stuff to wear regardless yeah. of where i play mm-hmm. and, and you yeah. know yeah. continue on that part too yeah. so yeah.
2: yeah you'll actually unlock a few things that you will be able to go take into the yard like some you know some gear throughout your your face of the franchise experience so we wanted to give you something and again if you don't have to use it if you don't want to go play it but it's Mm -hmm. an option right and it gives players you know more things to go
1: take that avatar on a a journey with absolutely and i mean with the amount of time that you guys have spent really adding and and changing the mode this year i think that replay value itself is going to be really awesome for a lot of people as tom Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier a lot of people play it and giving them more to do and more ways to integrate their character that they've they've grown attached to, I think that goes a long way with with our gamers. So that's really exciting.
0: Yeah, that's one of the interesting pieces in the data that we we can see on gamers is what do they you know face the franchise is the first experience for a lot of gamers. Like they they come in and they want to play that story chunk, go through and going through it once. Where they go next is always kind of interesting for us. So giving them some some more options that where they can stick with that character they built is yeah. always good. Yeah. It's our campaign experience
1: essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then you can mm. kind of move into the sandbox. You can move into the, into the yard into you know, wh- wherever you go from there, but you have, you have options at that point, but you get to experience everything right from the jump. And
2: yeah, yeah, a good, a good point there too, is, you know, when we look at the prologue or the road to the draft, we, we approached it in a way that one was going to get you to the leak faster. So it's a lot shorter than Mm -hmm. what the experience was last year before you got into the league. And two, because we're introducing a lot of these new systems like classes, uh, the enhanced scenario engine, you know, side activities, we want you to get familiar with them and get used to them. So, you know, it is that that kind of safe place to just kind of try the game, get on the sticks, have some fun, build a character up, um, get used to it before we drop you into the league where the challenge starts to become, you know, more difficult, uh, obviously, as you're playing against more pros. So, you know, really that prologue experience is a little bit of onboarding, but also building the lore right, of, the, of this story that you're playing in and creating and eventually turning into your own story uh, the further you get into the experience. So that, that was definitely a consideration on the design side that we wanted to really look at You know, where are, we, where are we rewarding you? How long does it take to earn your first ability? When do you get your first skill points? We wanted to make sure you were starting to engage in those systems early to get a feel for upgrading your class in your avatar.
0: We've talked a lot about it and it sounds like you're echoing it on Face of the Franchise, making the story your own from a gamer perspective. So it sounds like you start from a little bit more narrow beginning, but as you move into the league it becomes more and more your own and you put your stamp on it, especially as you choose your class and start leveling up your class, et cetera. So
3: yeah, it, it opens up for you once you get into the league. It, what was important for us is to make sure that we kind of like surround you with characters that you're going to continue to see throughout the course of your career that can that help drive that narrative for you. And we also reintroduce, you know, a podcast system. We got like over 70 plus podcast stories that's going to trigger new mic'd up events. So the story is not just going to drop off or be cinematic heavy. We're going to make sure that you feel as though you are a part of a bigger picture And the characters that you, you meet along the way. They're going to continue to check in on you throughout the course of your career, which is really exciting because it goes back to that lore point where you get to find out more and more about their characters the more yep. each week of the season. Doing that world building. That's yeah, what that it, is, right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's cool to see.
0: That's a lot so, of podcast content. Yeah. <laughs> <Branded> <laughs> podcast content. We've yeah. only done five, and I feel like that's a lot. So if you got some... Uh, it's, 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 a funny gym.
3: it's a funny Jim. It's a funny Jim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. those those podcasts are really
2: cool because it's not just you know we have a couple you know real life characters like Rich Eisen who's coming back and, and Kevin mm-hmm. Connors, but some of our fictional characters who you wrote as journalists uh, in in the mode mm-hmm. uh, they make these guest appearances and talk about you. And again, it's reactive to your game performance so we have different podcasts for different outcomes and so we really wanted to you know make this world feel alive and reactive and really have it react to your gameplay right starting with your yeah. gameplay starting with your win-loss record and and also your position because you know again we've recorded stuff for various positions so um really tried to make this feel like the player had agency and, and an impact on the crew
1: mm-hmm. I, so i think it's really interesting from for, for that specifically because football is such a short season So the, the value of each individual game, each performance goes so much further that you can really feel like, you know, you can tell a a very accurate story in a very short period of time based on snippets of your time, right? It's not like you have to go eight hours of time to play a game, you know, where, you know, baseball's 162 or basketball's 82, you know, it's 16, 17 games now where you play three games. You have a pretty decent idea of how that first quarter of the season's going and maybe where your team's heading and that's a really quick turnaround
2: yeah to to that point, I think uh, for those who maybe don 't know as well, for Faceless franchise this year you're playing every game of the season, we wanted every game to matter. And so I know in the past, I think we had, you know, just a handful of games in the NFL once you got there and then we would Mm see some of them. But we really wanted to put the players uh, in that position to really understand how to, like, start to strategize week to week as they progress their class and engage with the side activity system and the different scenarios that you can trigger and really see, you know, can you make it to the Super Bowl? You know, what happens if you're 0-2 versus 4-0? These trigger various scenarios based on again your performance with your team. So you know that was really important for us to, to to look at each week and say, hey, we want every game to matter to the player, and really just you know give them more time on the sticks and, in the NFL, which is really what you want, right? Like every every gamer's dream is you know, be a pro and get into the league, and that's where you want to spend your time. So we wanted to shorten yeah. the time to get there and then extend how much gameplay you had once you got to the league.
0: So I'm going to bring you back over to the yard for a little bit. I think there's a few more things to to talk about over there. Um, we talked about locations a little bit on face. Is there, is it, are there any new locations coming for the yard?
2: Yeah, we 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 teased a couple in the trailer. I think you saw uh, obviously Hawaii. We've got London, which is going to be you know added this year. And then we've got a few more that you know we'll we'll start to talk about you know you know an upcoming news and, and obviously there's going to be cool new events that we're we're creating for the yard and, and and vanity drops and capsules as well. But definitely we're teasing a couple of those in the road to the draft, and then you'll be able to play in those uh, in the yard campaign, which is also a new um, experience
0: that's going to be coming out for madden twenty two cool, well, we covered an awful lot there. Is there anything else you guys want to throw out there before we wrap up?
2: I think like you know we didn't go too deeply. We kind of touched on it a little bit with the scenario engine, but in the season engine, but I really wanted to hammer home that that idea that you know it it really is we try to really move away from this feeling uh, like a an experience that's linear and that you're stuck on a ride without you know, the game reacting to your performance. And so on top of those, you know, 70 podcasts, I think we've got several dozen scenarios that can trigger. Again, some of those are specific to position. So you can't unlock this scenario unless you play as that, one of those four positions and those classes, obviously. And so it it kind of provides that replayability again. So if you play through as a QB, you know, it's going to be different if you play through as a linebacker, guaranteed.
0: So So that was a goal that you guys had is to up the replayability a little bit. Right. definitely
2: right. definitely because i think you know there's there's a lot you could always say the spine of the story in sports is the season right like the story for the nfl is getting to the super bowl right it doesn't change like that's the goal every mm-hmm. year for every team how you get there though is completely different for every single player and every team and that's what we wanted to dive into and and start investing in systems and and designs that allowed us to continue to build that depth. So, you know, this is something we're going to build on for the future so that we can really give players as much freedom to create, you know, that NFL journey that they want.
3: I will also add to one of the, the snippets too is that we're giving you stories that's surrounded with the characters that's authentic in a way. So if you select an uh, offensive position, you'll spend more time with our offensive coordinator. If you select a middle linebacker, you'll spend more time with your with your defensive coordinator. And we wanted to build these characters in a way that can continue to help push you throughout the course of the season we all know that there is a wall within an nfl season that you hit especially if you're a rookie so having personalities in place to help continue to drive you to that like ultimate goal of winning a super bowl was like really important for us to craft yeah that
0: makes sense what's a challenge you might face when you run into the wall like what's the the gameplay ramification of hitting that wall as a rookie
3: we have some unique stories and like a on four start, right? It's, it's tough for you as a rookie, is you're not living up to that expectation of a high draft pick. And what what the team is going to do to help motivate you and give you some like game day goals to help motivate you and some activities throughout the course of the week to get your uh, career like jump started on the right path. And there's some there's some pros and there's some cons there. And it's up to the player to like really figure that out. I don't want to give away like too much, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. that adds to like my story might be a little bit different from Ryan's story depending on the position and the side of, of the ball that he's on. Yeah, yeah that there's, makes there's- sense.
2: There's actually, you know, there's there's definitely multi-game scenarios that unlock right based on your performance, and then there's also something new there with our, our pressure moments that, you know, these are shorter truncated games where you are sometimes coming from behind, you know, in the fourth quarter, and so we're going to put these um, challenges in front of you again, all based on uh, your play, right, and, and depending on you know whether you unlock it or not, but that's also something new where we were able to up you know, the presentation value in these pressure moments to kind of, you know, drive more of that, you know, agency and, 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 and challenge for the player throughout the season. So again, just, you know, little things here and there to make it feel different, hopefully each time you play through it.
0: So you say you play every week, but you might, and one week you might play a full game, but another week you just might get that pressure moment approach to the, to the experience. Yeah. And
2: those, and those are really rare. So, you know, most of the time, the majority of the time you're going to be playing a full game. But if you do end up unlocking one of those pressure moments, uh, those are, it
0: could be a quarter, it could be a half, but, you know, might happen once or twice a a season. I guess one last question I have is uh, how long is a playthrough typically, like in terms of real world time? So if I want to go through all four positions or however, is it four? It's four positions, right? Yeah, four
2: positions. I mean, you know, if you, you know, if you include the, the road to the draft and a full season playing, you know, was it 17 games in the last season? Yep you're probably looking at 15, 20 hours, right? If you're, if you're playing slow and you won't max out a class. So you, you'll you finish the end of the season and you still have room to continue leveling your character, you know, based on, you know, how we tuned it so far. So there's a lot, there's a lot there. There's a lot of game to play there. Um, yeah. you can Easily drop, you know, 80 to a hundred hours playing all four positions. And that's just, it, that's just playing one class. You know, each, each position has multiple classes.
0: Nice to have all that to explore. It's a long season to play alongside of, right? Like the NFL season takes a while. So keeping Madden fresh for you is good.
2: Yeah,
0: Cool. Well, really appreciate you guys coming on today. It was a good look and we we did cover a lot of ground. So uh, thanks and uh, maybe uh, hope to have you back another time to to kind of talk about how it's going and what's next. So uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having us. This was fun.
0: So, Andre, I think we have one more thing we wanted to talk about this week. Earlier this week, we released uh, the scouting feature via EA Spotlight, which is fun. I know you've been (laughs) working hard at it quietly in the background for a long time. And then we had the chance, which is a lot of fun, I thought, to get together. And it's the first time I've actually been face to face with somebody from work in over a year and got together with uh, Nick and Sean. So if people haven't checked that out yet, there's a lot of great Information, even though it was set in front of that pirate ship and all that book, bu- that buccaneer stuff, which is still giving me flashbacks. Frankly, to uh the playoffs last year, I know it was at lambo so that made it even worse. Uh, but you know, let, I'm moving on. I'll, I'll move on. Yeah. I'll, I'll adapt. So, what would you think? Do you have some fun doing that? I thought it, I thought it was a good time.
1: Oh, I, I thought it was great. It was great seeing you and Sean and Nick. And you're right; it's been such a long time being face to face with with people. And I mean. Since this team has been together, uh, we actually haven't been face to face. That's right? a good so, point. So that was like that, that. was kind of surreal. I I know we you know we would known each other and seen each other around the office, but this was the first time since since we've had a much uh, close relationship that we've been able to do that. So that was that was really fun. Obviously, I could talk about scouting all day.
0: Do you have a favorite part of scouting that, you know, people saw you talk about it for a good long while, but is there any particular thing you want to share?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's player movement on the big board for me. You know, just being able to see guys move up and down based on contextual information, right, whether it be their performance or traits that they have or background information or what have you, and really make it feel like it's alive. I mean, you don't usually see the best player in the class You know, if he's listed as a fifth rounder in the preseason, you don't usually see him just sit there. You know, usually they're moving up the board for one reason or another. And, and you want to see that type of movement and that fluidity because I think that keeps you engaged throughout the season and making sure that we can pay that off because we've had a little bit of that in the past. But, you would have to document where they were to start versus where they end up to know where they moved like you might yeah. see a guy missing or or move his spot and be like whoa what happened here but we really wanted to put a focus on on that movement and for you to know how much this player has moved and where they're trending how about yeah. you
0: yeah, I think it's uh, safe to say uh, if you've been listening to the podcast by now that it's pretty obvious that I engage on a, a a little higher level, maybe than our hardest core players or or you in particular, Andre. Like so for me, what's a good match for my level of what I think I understand about football? I think I have a pretty decent idea of what parts of the country tend to produce players at different positions. That might be a good match in terms of power for my team. The southeast of the country certainly has a lot of really great linemen. I'm sure there are positions that I'm not saying out loud there that I should be. But at my level of knowledge, that's, that's kind of my understanding. My school, Notre Dame, actually throws a few tight ends into the league now and again. So if I'm looking for a tight end for my team, maybe sending a scout that's good at scouting tight ends to the part of the country that includes that school is a thing that I might choose to do if I'm looking to buff up the power of my roster. And I think that that matches my NFL fandom and lets me leverage it in a way that that makes sense for me. Am I going to spend as much time tracking the big board as you do? Um, probably not, but uh, it's it's fun and more of interest to me. But I know a lot of our our gamers are going to be really engaging it at that level and yeah. watching it and tracking it, and especially in the multiplayer leagues. I'm sure there'll be a lot of back and forth and and hopefully some trickery and strategy that's going <laughs> on in that part of the future, right? yeah I think
1: it's really a fun element, right? because there's a limited amount of time that a scout has to look at players over the course of a season. So the fact that you're kind of picking and choosing which position to focus on to keep them locked in in a specific skill set, you're sacrificing knowledge yeah. to gain knowledge right yeah. there's there's that that you know given give and take, so being able to be aware of that for specific regions and and find the guy that you're looking for was definitely something really fun and interesting Yeah,
0: decisions from a game design perspective. Anytime you can have a plus or minus or make a trade off that typically registers as a fun decision, as long as we don't make it too complex, fun mm-hmm. and powerful decisions. So I, th- I think we got some of that good game design stuff sitting underneath a really authentic way of portraying the league. So I'm excited about, about delivering that. So. Cool. Well, that's it. We've covered a lot of ground here today. Uh, I had a little touch on Spotlight. Again, if you haven't seen it, please go look. We're working hard on it. There's a yep. lot of great work going on. We're recording this a few weeks or maybe a month after we recorded Spotlight, a little bit of the time travel of the internet. So <laughs> we're further along. Uh, we, we see challenges. We see excitement. We're working really hard to deliver that scouting feature as soon as we can. Yep. So look for that soon and more information as we, as we have it. So you want to take us out, Andre? Sure. Thanks so much
1: for joining us for the fifth episode of the Making Madden podcast. Tom and I are off next week, so make sure to check back in two weeks when we'll be bringing back gameplay producer Clint Oldenburg to go over the feedback from the community playtest and what changes we made as a team based on that feedback. See you next time.